Welcome to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Posture is a position in which someone holds their body when standing or sitting, or it can be considered a particular particular way of dealing with some issue like an approach or attitude. I often heard my mother tell me to stand up straight. When you slump your shoulders, you don't elude confidence. It may also remind you of a classic example of seeking to alter an image or policy as perceived by the public, possibly acting in an artificial manner to create a certain impression. It can be seen in our history as badly as Nixon's salute upon leaving the White House after he resigned, or as tragic as Jacqueline Kennedy standing beside Lyndon Johnson being sworn into his presidency while she was still wearing the pink dress with her husband's blood on it, to the very inspiring speech of George W. Bush on September 14th at Ground Zero, 2001, all acting in a manner to create a certain impression. We are never at our best when our position is to impress others with an artificial view of ourselves. That's Hollywood. We're at our best when our soul is on its knees, totally out of answers, empty, saying, okay, God, the task at hand, the issue, my concern, it either happens through you alone or it doesn't happen at all. I accept whichever you desire. We mustn't look upon this, our giving way to God as some necessary thing intended only for large world events and letting political proclivities dominate, pushing our interior even further away from God. Getting sidetracked is so easy. Only upon hearing this statement do our minds quickly evaporate into the day's political and historical angst and all the agendas they pervade and the posturing they attempt to persuade. A flood of issues, the gossip of the day. Did you hear Winston Churchill saying of Prime Minister Lord Rosebery, he was a great man in an era of small events? Or Jim Hightower saying, If ignorance ever goes to $40 a barrel, I want drilling rights on George Bush's head. Words like these have been stated in the halls of government for decades, and they still malign and still bear no more value than the humor they instill, remaining thin as piss on a hot rock, much like the man who rationalizes how he can conquer his own beast. When we cannot reach the high ground on a particular issue, be it faith or personal desires, we immediately begin to feel that we cannot win at all, and therefore we assume a defensive posture. We rationalize, showing our weakness and applying humor to disguise our fears. Former Australian Prime Minister Paul Keating once said, We're like a shiver, waiting for a spine. We try, we fail, we posture, we aspire, we pontificate, all the while believing that we can make a dent in our dilemma. But we never really let go because that's difficult. And when people say, let go and let God, this this sounds like a catchphrase. It's cute, but we have no real idea of how to do it. What does letting go mean when you have hold of the beast in one hand and God in the other? Maybe you just have hold of the beast. Never realizing how simple our position really is, the beast usually has some form of happiness or pleasure while God is the source of all that completes us as a human being. We sit in between where a simple turning toward one or the other is the deciding factor. It's as if a man were walking due north where a slight turn to the east or to the west would put him in proper relation to either good or evil, and then continue to draw him deeper and deeper to the proper hemisphere. The initial turn is so thin, but ever so hard to make. 
Abraham Lincoln once said, It's as thin as homeopathic soup that was made by boiling the shadow of a pigeon that had been starved to death. Impulsive pleasure and happiness are like screens holding water in their value of meaning and sustaining purpose, while responsibility and discipline are the blocking and tackling of sustaining that purpose and joy in life. Psychologist Jordan B. Peterson said, Don't tell people you're okay the way you are. That's not the right story. The right story is you're way less than you could be. Accept the terrible responsibility of life with wise eyes wide open. There is no posturing here. When someone decides in their soul that they're incapable by themselves to achieve some task, but that they know God the Father, Jesus their brother, and God the Holy Spirit, and these three in one can do anything, life becomes a lot less complicated. The first thing they grasp, sort of organically in the moments, is the renewed ability to give their maximum effort without that anxious dread of failure. Knowing Jesus Christ is not like belonging to a club where you pay your monthly dues and attend just the important events. Groucho Marx said, I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. So true. Knowing Jesus Christ comes from knowing that whatever you are or have achieved, it ain't cutting it. Your soul is on its knees begging for peace, joy, hope, acceptance. And the most important person in all of history, mind you, walks up like it's Easter morning and calls you by name and then invites you to dinner saying, he will prepare the banquet and the meal is bread and wine. Acting in an artificial manner to create a certain impression is Hollywood. Real life happens to us while we breathe. And what we really remember are the moments. Like in Mary's moment. Her answer to the angel was, Fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum. This answer contained all the mystic theology of her ancestors, the purest, simplest submission of the soul to the will of God, under whatever form it presents itself. The words, let it be done to me according to your word. If we are living out John 15, if we truly are on the vine, then the only response on our lips, as well as on our hearts, are these words, thy will be done. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit, signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and iHeart Podcasts. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>